Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. Sunday night, back at it again, guys. And uh, I did some more, did some more graphic stuff. What do you think? Too much? Is it over the top? You can barely see my head. Uh, yep. <laughs> I don't know. That's too much. But uh, we got a great show for you today, guys, because there are some good fights uh, this weekend that I was able to catch uh, most of them. So we'll talk about that. I didn't get to talk about the Tate and Paul fight thing last week either. So we got time. We'll jump into that. <clears throat> There's a little bit more news on the, the Jason Krause betting, betting gate. Something scandal going on. We can look at that, talk about that. Oh, I've been doing uh, Christmas shopping, getting ready, getting ready. Guys. It's uh, it's crazy out there. Inflation, inflated Christmas, extra thirty percent on your gifts. Thank you very much. Dumb. All right, guys. Let's. Uh, I watched the bare knuckle. Did you watch the bare knuckle? Have you guys started watching the bare knuckle yet? Have you? I would talk about it all the time. Oh, I had a cough there. But I would talk about it all the time. I'm watching it quite a bit. Um, I watched most of the, the prelims. You know, I don't I don't know most of who these guys are. I don't remember them, but some of the guys I've been watching enough. A lot of the top guys, I've been, I'm starting to recognize some of them. You know? Um but I enjoy it. I enjoy watching the, the bare knuckle fights. They're more entertaining to me than a lot of MMA fights. They, they just have been. Uh, it's a little bit different. It's a little more raw with the bare knuckle. The punch hits different. The guys react different. It's fun to see. It's fun to see. Uh, but yeah, the main main big fights, the two co-main events, um, Mundell beat uh, Ricky. And then um, the big one, Palomino. Palomino, he fought some in World Series of Fighting back when I was fighting for them. Uh, he's just an animal. And if he's really built for the bare knuckle. He's been doing super well in bare knuckle. I think it's like his fifth championship defense or something crazy like that. Um, I guess there's not a lot of competition and a lot of people do in bare knuckle. but He's a monster. He's been really tearing it up in uh, in that type of fighting. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. There's definitely something to it, man. There's something to fighting without the gloves on. The mentality is a little bit different. Being able to walk through the pain, because that shit hurts, man. Knuckle, knuckle to cheekbone. Man. Palomino is a double champ. Did he, uh, is he at a lower weight class too? Yeah. He's a stud. Oh man, it takes years, years of practice to become so suave. Soy boy. It really does. It takes a long time. A lot of hard work. But the bare knuckles, I'm, I'm suggesting it guys. If you get a chance to watch the bare knuckles, do it. Watch some of them. You'll get a kick out of it. I enjoy, you know, their their fast-paced rounds almost always. You know, you got five two-minute rounds. So guys are usually throwing pretty hard punches, throwing pretty fast, trying to get out uh, there as soon as they can. You don't get too many, too many slow fights. Could also be <clears throat> because it's such a young uh, promotion and the sport's kind of young that there's huge um, – you know, skill set discrepancies, the people who have experience and people who are good at bare knuckle fighting versus everybody else, you know, I think just having experience in other fighting discipline doesn't always necessarily translate over into uh, you fighting bare knuckle well, you know, so I think just because some of the guys who box well want to come over, guys who do that may well come over. It's a different thing. It's a different level when you're taking off the gloves, wrapping up the wrists, and throwing the little little stingers at each other with them bare knuckles. 
Um, but I enjoy it, man. I try not to miss the bare knuckles when I get a ch when I get a chance to watch. There's a lot of good fights. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Tyler Durden's a stupid name of saying more cuts in with bare knuckles. Jabs matter. Every punch matters. Every punch you land matters. And every punch you get hit with matters. So I feel like there's a little bit different technique. You have to be more precise with where you're punching. You have to be more deliberate with where you're punching. Because if you just go throwing crazy punches, you're going to bust your hand up pretty bad. You're going to hurt yourself and, uh, and definitely lose. And then you see the guys sometimes do punch wild and they drop their hands. You know, um, they're not moving their head. They they do a little Frankenstein and coming forward. And those guys, you do, you see them get, you see them get lit up, man. Uh, it's, you know, a couple knuckles square to the square to the mouth. It's not it's not fun. It's not a party. You're not gonna have a good time. If you get a chance to watch that watch bare knuckles you will not be disappointed i promise all right the uh the the ufc card uh was pretty had a lot of names i wouldn't know if i say stack but there was a lot of names a lot of names i recognized on the card um who do we have michael johnson in uh Diakesi, Michael Johnson looked great. He just uh, overwhelmed him. It was too much for him, the whole fight. You know, I think maybe this is a fight they were trying to move uh, Mark up the ladder a little bit. But he did not He did not rise to the occasion. Michael Johnson was on point. And then we had uh, Clay Guida. It's always great to see Clay Guida fight. I'm always a fan of Clay Guida. He's been fighting the same hard-nosed style since the beginning, 20 years. At least now he's been fighting, probably. And he just moves forward. He's not super technical with the striking, but he's going to wear you out. He's going to be in your face. He's durable. And he fought, fought uh, Holtzman, who I don't, I don't know. I've never heard of Holtzman. I'm sorry, I haven't seen him fight. I don't remember the name, but that was his retirement fight. And it sounded like he uh, he'd been fighting for the UFC for ten years. That's crazy. Like, what a failure of a um, promotion. Like, you're a promoter, and people don't know who your guy who's been fighting for ten years for you uh, is. And this is retirement fight. I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was kind of sad that he didn't get to fight like a main event or a main card at least. Or he should be fighting like five fives. It's your retirement, your retirement fight. I think it would, would want to be better than a three round decision loss to Clay Lita. But it's always good to see Clay go out and win and fight or fight and win. Um, I'm never sad to see. You know, because when Clay, Clay, loses fights he's not getting like stone cold knocked out i don't think i've remembered him getting frankie edgard you know i don't think i've remember seeing that so i don't mind clay going out there and he always is kind of game and he's always pushing and now he's winning fights i think he's won his last 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 two or something so he spoils holtzman's retirement fight night <clears throat> um Hands him a three-round decision loss. Angela Hill uh, got the job done against Ducote. Um, what were the other fights that I really liked watching? Uh, Eric Anders fought hard. Um, he was losing that fight, wasn't he? He was losing that fight. If I remember right, you guys correct me in the chat, Eric Anders. But he ended up getting hands on Dawkins. Was he was he losing a decision? Was he going to lose on a decision and getting out wrestled? Am I remembering that right, or am I 
by tripping. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Can't remember if I remember that one right. Um, and I was surprised with this fight, Jack Hermanson and Roman Dolidze. Uh, Jack Hermanson usually performs a lot better, but maybe it's just because uh, Dolidze is such a stud, but he came out there and kind of train wrecked him a little bit, ran through him. I thought he uh, looked pretty good coming through a middleweight. I mean, he's nice to see. What else he does? He's cut 12 and 1 right now. Hopefully, they keep building that guy, get some new competition in the uh, in the middleweight division. Yeah, there's a younger Docus. It's the younger Docus, not the heavyweight Docus. If the guy's asking in the chat which Docus. Um. Something. There's a super chat up here. I didn't realize there's a super chat. Why isn't that coming through on my? There's a super chat and it did not come through on my uh, restream thing here. Looking for it so I can share it. Yeah, it's not coming through. I must file a complaint. Well, it didn't come through. I'll just read it. There's a super chat. Thank you very much. Floodland says, do superior skills win fights or superior strategies, typically? Oh, man, I think it's a little bit of both because some guys are such athletes that the strategies aren't as important, but you still, I think you still need strategy. I think you almost always need strategy. Always. Uh, all right, so then let's get into these heavyweights. All right, I've told you guys about Sergey before. Sergey Pavlovich is a monster. He's a super nice guy, but he's a giant and he is going to crush people. Uh, Taya Tuivasa got crushed. 54 seconds. Like, Sergi, he's not the most cleanest technical type guy in the world, but he is a monster. He is an absolute monster. If he hits you, he's going to do a lot of damage. He's such a big guy. Just such a big guy. He He's going to be giving a lot of people a lot of problems at the heavyweight division. That guy's probably walking around like close to 300 pounds. It cuts down to 65. He is ginormous. Him just trying to hit you like soft like is, is ridiculous. <laughs> like crushing with everything he does. Man. Um, and I don't know if there's anybody who is a technical enough of a fighter who's like a clean fighter who could, uh, you know, sniper through the openings to land the punches that you need to land with somebody like that. Because if you don't, if you don't get out of the way of one of those punches, he's going to crush you, you know, just, just hammering giant pistons of flesh and bone into your skull until you lose consciousness. He's a, a huge person. Who do you guys think you should fight next? Ooh, that's a good one. Gagne. Gain. Maybe that's a good one. Right? Maybe uh, who else? Who else has got a name? I don't know. Hell, I'd watch him fight uh, Stipe or somebody. Throw him in the real meat grinder. See what's see what's up. See if he's ready. Oh, Curtis Blaylids. That's not a bad idea. Tyler Durden's a stupid name. 
They're saying that um, Curtis is a bad dude. If he could talk like the UFC wanted, he would have had a shot already. Yeah, Curtis got another one saying Curtis blades. Um, yeah, I would like to see that. That could be good. But what's going on with the? Yeah, we got we got all this mess with the uh, the heavyweights because John Jones coming back is he going to fight Nagano? Is Nagano going to re-sign with the UFC? Are they going to give him what he wants? Probably not. Probably not. So we're going to lose. I think we're going to lose Nagano because they're not going to come to terms with what he is worth. It's not going to happen. Stipe, uh, that's not a bad. That's uh, not bad, you know, guess. Eric Ellis is saying, I think Stipe is done. I don't think necessarily that it's um, that he's done. I don't think it's necessarily that he's done. It's just he's done for the money they're paying him. I think he would rather, if he came back and they had more, you know, bigger percentage of what they're bringing in, then it would make more sense. And they would feel like, yeah, okay. But if they're not going to make a real cut, like, why? He's already done everything. They've kind of been disrespectful to him. What is Stipe all those, those guys? Amzamir is saying that John Coke Jones is not coming back. Mm, big of true. They're saying he, they want to try to get him in March. Oh, man. Let's get into uh, a few more of the last fights here. All right, so Pavlovich, absolute monster. Need to see him send some bigger fights, bigger names. Let's get him up towards that title. See what happens with good old Sergi. Um, Nick uh, Matias uh, Nikalu versus Schnell, and uh, Matias is just a stud, man. He was a stud the whole fight. Schnell looked like he was outmatched from the get go. Uh, Dos Anjos looked pretty great. He uh, took it to Barbarina. Uh, Barbarina is more of a brawler, I think. He punches wild, punches loose. Uh, Dos Anjos was able to, to snipe him a little bit in the stand-up, playing an in-and-out game. He turned angles, was able to, to force clinches, get takedowns, and do work on the ground. Ended up getting that submission in the second round. He just um, he didn't play that game of like, you know, I'm going to tag you, you're going to tag me. We'll see who's standing at the end of it. You know, put a pressure on him in a way that he control. Look good. Look uh, good. He's back up at welterweight now. We'll see how that works out for him. Then we get into Stephen Thompson and um, good old Holland. Kevin Holland. I like Kevin Holland. He's fun. He's athletic. Uh, Stephen Thomas. Thompson. Sorry. Stephen Thompson is very good at what he does. He's a very good karate fighter. He's extremely fast. He's got some fast spinny stuff. He's got some slap your foot stuff. Uh, he throws that. I think that, that straight left is his best weapon. Everything else is like stuff that sets up and looks cool. And uh, gets you thinking about whatever. But he, he gets you thinking about all that other slappy shit. And then he throws that straight left when he switches his stance there dangerous with it super fast even though he's he's still a youngster he's not as old as me so he's a young kid still but kevin holland man this is kind of and it kind of bothers me and it's not a, an attack on the guys in any way it's like the announcers and other people they, kevin holland is kind of untrained stand-up guy his stand-up is not good it was not something you should teach him. He's, a, he's a great fighter he's fun to watch he fights hard but it's very loose. It's very sloppy. He makes a lot of mistakes. You know, his background wasn't Muay Thai or kickboxing or or boxing. You know, it's like his background is more wrestling, and and he hasn't refined those stand-up skills that much. So it bothers me to hear announcers and people talking about, oh, my God, Stephen Thomas is, Thompson is so amazing. If he was so amazing, he would have put that guy away. He would have put him away way earlier 
and the fact that he had broken his hand, it looks like he broke his hand. Holland broke his hand early, not early, but sometime in the first round. First round was the best round. It was awesome. The rest of the fight was Holland trying not to get hit, <laughs> keeping getting hit with without much offense because he didn't know what to switch up. He didn't know how to attack without that right hand. Sure, it could have been a lot of roads that he could have taken. I think if you you know you hurt your hand like that and you don't want to or you can't grapple, you can't force grappling, you can't get into that mess. You get you got leg kicks. You got a lot of leg kicks. You got a lot of kicking you could do. And you kind of have to just go to go for broke, you know, because he kept had that first round, great first round, but then he kept getting outpointed. And you're not going to, you know, what are you going to do with just defense? That was the other big thing I think um, Holland was making mistakes with is he's absorbing way too many strikes. You know, it moves his head a little bit, moves around, blocks stuff. But why – block 10 kicks when you could just smother the guy as he's throwing the kick and there's no impact. There's no damage done. Why allow yourself to keep getting kicked? Because you're still getting, you know you're blocking, you're still getting kicks. I don't know if he broke his hand from uh, blocking something or he broke his hand from punching somebody. I haven't heard that yet. You know? Let me look at this... uh, I'm going to show you. I'll show you the picture I found of his hand. I don't think I'll get in trouble for sharing. This is up on uh, Twitter. So you can see here. Uh, Kevin Holland broke the third, fourth, and fifth metacarpals in his right hand. The first round, in the first round of his loss to Stephen Thompson, per Holland's manager, Aaron Hodak. All three bones are also displaced. Holland will need surgery. Ouch. That's not that's not fun. Nobody no fighter wants to hear about getting surgery. That's just not that's not what you want to do. Hand surgery. Um yeah, so he broke he broke three, so that's like this. But is that from blocking, blocking, getting kicked, and kick, and kicked in the hand? You know, catching a heel. And those bones there, or is it from punching? It would be good to know. Because it's not a good idea. And then he's got a broken hand, and then he's blocking and keeps blocking those those kicks. That's got to hurt. (laughs) That can't be a good thing to, like, get kicked in a broken hand 50 times. You you know? And how how many times do you get hit with something spinny? How many times do you hit with something spinny? It's very frustrating. When you you should start understanding and seeing those tells when when he hits the spinny, and you can close the distance, circle, close the distance. I don't know, just a lot of mistakes. I think it's a lot of mistakes, a lot of amateur like fundamental type stuff that haven't been quite developed by Holland the way they should, and they get him into trouble. His athleticism keeps him out of trouble a lot of times, but this time. He broke a hand, and they keep – it's annoying that the announcers are, you know, got Thompson so deep down their throats because the guy had one hand, and he's not a good kickboxer, and that's all he did was kickbox. Like, what was the fight supposed to look like other than Stephen Thompson using him as a, as a kickbag? What else was that fight going to look like? You know, it's like, tell me tomorrow, like, oh, yeah, they're going to make Kevin Holland in this uh, whatever um, K1 champ guy who just, and they're going to just fight K1. Oh, yeah, okay. Who do you think is going to (laughs) win? Probably the K1 guy who's just been doing K1. That's all they're going to do is K1, and he's really good at K1. Probably that guy. So I just don't understand the, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. If it, I mean, it's different. If if he's like, oh yeah, well I'm gonna, you know, beat him the easiest way possible, and I get close and put him in the fence and beat him up the fence and take him down, and but Thompson's uh, able to finish or able to fight that off and stop that every time. Then yeah, okay, awesome. He's 
it's awesome. <laughs> like he beat him at MMA, not kickboxing, and barely. Floodland says that his coach said broken from punch in the first round, and probably that one right hand that really hurt him, hurt uh, Thompson. Yep, that's probably the one. But I'm just saying, but just saying, but what do I know? I know nothing. I have a whole show about how much I don't know. Yep, and that's why we do it, guys. Oh, so those are two events. They were fun. I enjoyed them. Um, you know, low key, there was a lot of lower level fights or fights that I kind of wanted to see. People I wanted to see fight. Anytime you got Clay Guina on a card winning fights, I'm not going to complain. I just can't complain much. I do notice that there's a lot more, um, a lot more canceled fights these days than I ever remember. You know, what's that all about? So many fights coming up. So next next fight next weekend, right? Blackowitz and Ankalav. It's going to be for. Is this going to be for the light heavyweight title? Is that what's happening? Because Yuri is effed. His shoulder's effed. It's done. Is that what's happening? Um, we've got a decent card, I guess. Darren Till's coming back. Okay. Bryce Mitchell. Robbie Lawler. Ponzin Nibio. That'll be fun. Uh, Patty Pimblett. Their new boy, Rosenstruck and Dacus. Okay, okay. All right, all right. There's some uh, there's some fights. Chris Curtis and Joaquin Buckley. Okay. Olvin Seperu on the card. All right, I can I can do this. We can do this. All right, all right. There's some fights to watch. So next weekend, I will be watching the UFC. I'll put in some effort, make sure I watch the UFC. We can talk about that here. Uh, it's an early, it's early fight, huh? Early? Oh, never mind. It is. It's at 7. Main card starts at 7. Early prelims, man. They're on at 2.30. That's wild. There's a lot of fights. Whoever would have thought we would have this many fights to... Uh, to be watching, you know, there was a time when UFC only played four or five fights on the pay-per-view, and they only did six shows a year, guys. Be thankful, be very thankful of the uh, hematomas and the concussions and the traumatic brain injuries that have been concurred and incurred incurred over the years to make that a possibility we are in a very blessed time we're in a very blessed time we are um now let's talk about the uh who is it james james kraus james kraus the guy who the ufc is lashing out at right now kind of is that what it is? is he's being lashed out at or he really effed up did he really f up he might have really effed up and i'm not getting the whole idea um i thought i had something i thought i had it saved yeah there we go This is what it is. UFC drops ban hammer as alarming betting scandal grows. All James Krause's trained and coached fighters not welcome. This is um, kind of wild. 
All right. After further, this is this is uh, what is this? MMA Mania SB Nation. MMAmania.com, yeah. Further investigation into UFC 64's wagering scandal, Ultimate Fighting Championship. UFC has decided to ban any fighters coached or trained by James Krause from competing from the promotion. So I don't, that's quite wild. Does that mean he, if you've ever been trained by him, you can't ever fight again? You're just done. What if you had nothing to do with it? What if it had nothing to do with you or what was going on with anything about you? That doesn't seem very uh, correct. It doesn't seem right. Why? Why everybody? Or if you just get rid of them and you're no longer coached by them, you're all right. <clears throat> this all stems from the betting controversy surrounding UFC, 60, or UFC Vegas 64 last month. After late money came in on Cheyenne, Cheyenne uh, Nerdenbicki in his matchup with Derek Miner, who was coached by Krause. Miner experienced a leg injury early into the first round, which prompted speculation that the ailment was leaked before the fight, causing money to become money to come in on an early Nimbaki. Nerdenbarki finish. It was sketchy to say the least, especially since Crouch has publicly stated that he makes more money on MMA betting than actual coaching. Wow. Ooh, wild. Um, UFC fighters aren't allowed to bet. Yeah, we, we were told not to bet a long time ago. I guess they never made it an official rule. UFC officials issued an official statement Friday that will prevent any fighter being coached or even trained by Krause from competing in the octagon. Okay, here's the official statement. Following the fight involving Derek Minor as of November 5th, 2022, UFC was informed by sources that suspicious betting patterns had been observed on the fight in the weeks following the fight, UFC has been cooperating with multiple ongoing government investigations into the facts and circumstances surrounding that contest. The November 18th, on November 18th, the Mount Athletic, uh, Athletic Commission informed UFC the minors coach James Krause that Krause's license was suspended and would be remain so while NSAC conducted an investigation into the matter. UFC has since advised Krause and their respective managers working with the impacted fighters effective immediately fighters who choose to continue to be coached by Krauss or who continue to train in his gym will not be permitted to participate in UFC events pending the outcome of the aforementioned government investigations. Further, UFC has released Derek Miner from the organization. Dang, they released Miner too? What if he had nothing to do with it? What Do they really have this type of authority or power over somebody? And to, Kind of ruin their career over this? Did he, did Miner have any clue on what was going on with his coach? That seems extreme. If he didn't know anything about the guy telling everybody about his injury, or was he in on the bets? Is that it? Was he in on the bets too? If he's on the bets, it's a different story. Huh? Yeah. It's uh, interesting, interesting. And then that's, uh, man, it's just, that's wild. It's kind of like, you know, I'm just, because UFC never does anything that's like up, really upfront and really all that great. I'm wondering if, you know, what's the, what's the angle here? Are they just mad because he was making money? You know, he was there. He was making money off the off the family business, and they weren't getting a cut, so they came after him. They they sucked the dogs, sicked. They sicked the dogs. They sicked the dogs after him. Tyler Durden is a stupid name. Says you have to leave his gym. It's anti-capitalist, but it's going to work. I mean. Yeah.
Hmm. Yeah, it's like because the whole UFC Performing Institute, the PSI, the whole PSI thing for me seems like one big like way for them to make money off of gambling. It really does because you get the guys in there, you get these young athletes in there, they do their best athletic performance, try to get better, and you're just taking in data. You're collecting data. What do you do with the data? Where does the data go? How does that data get factored into anything else going on in the future? And is UFC selling it to people? What are they selling it to people for? How much money are they making off of it? Hamzamir is saying is Forrest part of PSI. He's going to be all those guys who are company men who are good boys who don't ever speak out. They're always given a position. They're always given some kind of position to do something that makes some other sinister plot they have, the UFC has, to look good. So they'll stick him out front and he'll smile. And everything's great for him because he's getting paid. He's making money. He's not having, he's not having data stolen and sold behind his back. For a profit, he's making his own profit. He's fine. <laughs> you know, I uh, I just wonder, man, because when you know, you know everybody's punching power. You know everybody's speed. You know their squat. You know their VO2 max. You know what injuries they've had. You know how much those injuries have been healed. You, you're telling me that that data can't be used somewhere, that nobody's, nobody's willing to pay for that? It can't be put anywhere. Hmm. Yeah, poor Bonner, but you can only – he's done a lot of stuff to himself. He's done a lot of stuff to himself. You know, he's just you – can't, he can't keep making too many bad mistakes, guys. You know, it's usually not one bad mistake – that screws things up. It's a it's a series. It's a series of bad mistakes that happen and continually keep happening. All right. Drunken boxing is in agreement with me. Yes, that information is probably worth a lot of money. Yes, I would think that it is worth a lot of money. And who's it worth money, a lot of money to? Like, you think maybe gambling or people who place odds on bets? You think maybe the bookies would pay a lot of money for that type of information? I don't know, man. Hmm. But that's the uh, – that's interesting – interesting move like just well i'm just wondering like how legal of a move that is for them to be like okay well this guy did some bad shit so not everybody is banned from working with him or they can't work with us is that i don't know it feels kind of like a cancel culture type thing Did the ufc just cancel somebody for making money off of bets I mean, they shared insider information, I guess, but isn't that what all the <laughs> richest people in the world do? They get together and tell each other about the great ways that they're making money and they can put their money into things to make more money? I don't know. I just feel like a lot of this has more to do with somebody making money off the UFC without the UFC getting paid. If you lived in the 1920s and the mob was around right and you figured out a way to make money off of their their scam they're running a scam they've got something going on you know they're making money and you're like hey i can i can play this game and make some side money off of them they don't they don't lose any money they don't get hurt right but i make money off of their off of their deal I don't think I don't think the mob would like that at all. I think they'd they'd come looking for their cut, one way or another. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that's pretty sure that's happening. All right, uh, we got a little bit of time, got a little bit of time here, so let's talk. 
about um, Paul. All right, Jake Paul and Andrew Tate are boxing. What do you guys think about this? Because I, I, you know, Tate's been on the, uh, um, what do you call it? The horizon. He's, you know, doing the social media stuff. I see him around. It's entertaining. It's all fuck. It's entertaining. It is. Makes me laugh. It's funny. Um, but I don't know. People always ask me about entertainment as a fighter. I don't know anything about him. I, I don't. I've never heard of him ever before. The, the manosphere stuff, the red pill stuff. I had not heard of him before, but I, I'm not like a super, uh, ISKA fanboy. I don't watch all of those. He fought in a time, I think, maybe where there wasn't as much um, internet as it is today. So maybe the fights are harder to, to see or find. So I haven't really seen much of them. There isn't that much available online. Um, yeah. So I just don't know. I know he had like an MMA fight, he had some amateur fights. So I, I don't know. Like, I never heard of him fighting in, like, K1 or, like, any of the Holland-type, you know, big fights and, and those guys. Uh, but I guess a lot of those fights were, you know, um, heavyweights, like, you know. But still, like, I, there wasn't – I don't know. It just – it didn't come up on my radar. It never came up on my radar, you know. Doesn't mean he's not good or whatever. He was a four-time ISKA kickboxing champion. ISKA is a real deal. Javier Mendez was ISKA uh, heavyweight, or was he even heavyweight? No, he's like a heavyweight or something. Was a champ for ISKA. So, so yeah. So, like, I know that some people are are good that do that. Um, but, like, I can't, you know, you can't really find much boxing info on him. He was four wins, three losses. Uh, he has three knockouts. But his kickboxing records... It's a little hard to find. It's hard to find hard numbers. They say he had over 70 fights, but like you can't really find a working like list. Like I did Google searches and tried to find things. There's articles. There's a lot of articles written about what is what is his record? What is this? And it's all like hearsay stuff. But um I, I yeah, I, I just don't know. It doesn't look solid. It doesn't look like a solid like okay, I have all of his fights listed here. Like with a lot of fighters, you can do that. Doesn't mean he's not qualified, he can't fight. But he's also like, um, what, he's uh, 36? So he's, he's uh, a little older. He's gotten up there in age, you know. Not as old as my ass, but he's a little bit older. Smokes cigars, drinks alcohol. Probably doesn't train at the same level that he used to. So I don't, I don't know. When people ask about who wins that fight, I don't know enough about Andrew Tate's fighting abilities to make a prediction on that. You know, him sparring with people I've never heard of, me never hear seeing a fight with him with anybody I know of or recognize their names of. Um, I haven't had anybody talk to me about him that is in the fight game or in kickboxing. So I, I, I really don't know. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan. <laughs> I like watching his stuff. He makes me laugh. He's, he says a lot of honest, true things that I think um, a lot of people don't like. Um. But yeah, when it comes to who I think is going to win that fight, I don't know because I don't know if these fights are even real. <laughs> I don't know. Would 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 Andrew Tate take a few million dollars to take a, a eat a right hand and and play a you know canvas nap? I don't know. Maybe the fight doesn't even happen. Maybe they just talk it up. But. To my opinion, Jake Paul only has two to three punches that he throws. That's it. He throws a straight jab to the body. He throws a straight jab to the head. And then he throws that hooking right hand. And that's all he throws over and over and over again. 
There's no mix up with the hooks. There's no real body shots other than that straight jab. I might have seen him throw a straight right to the body once, but like it seems like he's kind of throwing the same three punches over and over and over again. And I don't understand anybody who isn't somewhat skilled in, in boxing can't pick up on that and make him pay for throwing the same exact punches over and over and over again. And um, if Tate is that type of fighter who can pick up on those tendencies, because it doesn't really look like he has a large um, amount of punches that he throws. He's not like a ton of head movement. I just, I don't know. I just see he's very limited. He does what he he knows well. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what these guys are doing when they're fighting him. It seems like they they aren't really trying to win sometimes. Tyler Durden's stupid name is saying two million for seventeen minutes. That's if it even goes that long. But I don't know. I don't think I don't think Tate is needing that two million dollars. Like he's making crazy money from their multi-level marketing stuff when they have all their guys running their copywriting and everybody's paying into that Hustlers University. Like they're making they're making a grip of money from that already. I don't think he's hurting. I don't think he needs to put his uh what do you call it? His ego, his pride, his his name on the line like that. He's already who he is. Why does he need to risk getting beat by a, a Disney punk? Right? Doesn't make a lot of sense unless he's making some extra money on the side. Maybe uh maybe Jake Paul has friends at Instagram or YouTube or wherever Tate got banned from. <laughs> and they're gonna reinstall. They're gonna really take a dive for uh, Jake Paul. We'll, we'll reinstate your uh, <laughs> your accounts. Hayes family chiming in saying it won't happen. The so-called top G's ego couldn't take the possibility of a loss. Hope it does, and Tate KOs him. Ooh, big words. Yeah, which is so silly. Isn't it silly? <laughs> Drunken Boxing saying, Tate probably knows he will lose cred if he loses to Jake. Isn't it so silly Like that that's even a thing? Oh, we're going to lose credit to this, this Disney guy. He's put on these circus shows. Ah, like, the silliness of the world we live in today. It's obscene. And the universe is just saying, fuck you. You guys, fuck you guys. <laughs> Laughing at us. <clears throat> uh, James, I hear you. He's saying uh, Jake needs to fight an actual pro boxer in the same weight and age, anyone in the top 20. That's the thing, though. He's he's had five, six fights. Is he a top 20 guy? He's not a top 20 guy. So who, who do we say exactly who a five-fight, six-fight, seven-fight pro should be fighting against? You know, he just fought another pro that was six and one or five and one or eight and two. Wouldn't that be just as good? Wouldn't that just be good, as good? But, you know, he's fighting the guys at that level. He's missing out on a lot of money then because now he doesn't have a name. Like what guys have notoriety in a name who are seven and one in pro boxing? So it gets a little sticky. It's a little sticky. Brandon Hunter is saying if it were fixed, it would really benefit them if Jake won because it would they could hype Jake up some more. Yeah, so Tay would get money, he'd get his accounts unblocked, and then um Jake gets to promote himself more as the top or topper G. I'm the top most top G. As the most top G. 
Tata's a light heavyweight, Hamzamir. Like, what size? Yeah, but what uh, light heavyweight and kickboxing sometimes is different than light heavyweight in MMA. So I'm not as sure. You're not wrong, Tyler. He's saying paycheck matters more than rep. But I, I just don't know if the if that pay paycheck is going to be that big compared to the money he's already making. You know? Uh, it's not like he's hard up or anything. I think he's yeah, he's probably he's got like casinos and stuff with money coming in from the from Saudi Arabia and he's he's doing pretty fine, I think, with the money. Uh, I I'm wondering if um the marketing campaign around the fight makes a crap load of money, makes more money than the actual fight does. Cause then that would make sense. If he's he's tripling his income on all the other programs and all the other stuff he's doing because of the, the amount of hype he got from this one fight, then that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, Nick Nelson saying, doesn't really seem like veterans have any respect for Paul. I respect the hustle, the way that he's shown that notoriety and name is what really sells fights. It has nothing to do with the promotion. It's it's the fighters. People pay to watch the fighters. That's that's good to see that everybody's aware of that through what he's doing. Um, but yeah, he's not really fighting. You know, you want to seem to fight the best guys they can fight at that time. But at the same time, you got to understand, like, he's not going to make any money doing that. So if he fights guys with names from other sports or older guys... You know, it makes it easier for him to get the win, but now he's making a lot of money too. So I don't know. So like, what what's the limit? What's the limit where he should actually face top ten people? Can he keep doing this until he gets to like ten and zero? And then we're like, all right, ten and zero. Now you got to look at you got to be looking to fight somebody in the top twenty who's got a double digit win counter, something like that. Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. He looked a little bit heavier. Brandon's asking, isn't Tate heavier than Jake? He might be. Hayes family is saying that Tate just got upset over a publication listing his wealth at $335 million, saying double it and it'd be close. He doesn't need a check. If he was a kickboxing match... Easy win, yeah. That's with most boxers, though, because they're so left forward, and that leg kick is there all day. Like an average one-year student at kickboxing could go in and just leg kick a lot of these boxers and win. I see what you're saying, Hamzamir. He's got a strong chin, but at the same time. As you get older, that neck gets weak, that chin gets weaker, and um, you know he hasn't. Jake Paul hasn't taken as so much damage on his chin in the short period of time he's been uh, fighting. What's up, Nick? You need a yeah. If I need a photographer someday, if I can get some. Uh, stuff together i need to get some seminars put together so i can get some stuff shot and filmed from the seminars all right yeah man if they're gonna pay me money i'll fight it let's do it all right i'm kind of big now he might think he's fighting a welterweight but i'd come in <laughs> heavyweight <laughs> Man, um, the whole bare knuckle thing—they'd have. To, I mean, if they're gonna pay, I saw they pulled, they paid. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Platinum Mike Perry, quarter mil. If they want to pay me quarter mil. I'll fight whoever they want. I mean, it's just—it's just good money. <laughs> it's just—it's just good money for ten minutes' work. I can figure it out. We'll—we'll we'll be all right. It'll be a good fight. 
All right, guys. Some of you still think that's rigged. Uh, Brandon Hunter saying Silva Paul was absolutely rigged. They cut Silva a check for a few million to lose. Now Jake has credibility for a beating a real fighter, regardless of how good we think Jake is. He is box office. Yeah, that's what it is. Because um, making money and prize fighting has a lot to do with notoriety. And you get notoriety from being good at your sport or being good at your discipline and winning a lot. But you also get notoriety for a lot of dumb shit. And if you can figure out how to promote the dumb shit, you can make a lot of money, even though you're not good at fighting. So if you can combine both, if you combine, you know, the promotion along with the winning, you're going a long way. You're going to make a lot of money. Yes, yes, yes. All right, guys. I have had it. We're done. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> thanks for the, uh, the super chat. They came in early asking about, you know, ability. Let's go through that. Let's go over one more time on the way out. Cause it is the sole top chat from Floodland. Do superior skills win fights or superior strategies typically? That's a tough one to say. Because if you don't have the skills, the strategies aren't going to work, you know? If you're like, okay, your strategy is to close the distance, force a clinch, take them down, pass the guard, get to crucifix position, and elbow their face till the ref stops it. If you don't have the fundamental skills to close the distance, to clinch them up on the fence, if you don't know how to neck wrestle, you can't fight for risk control, you can't dig an underhook, can't do those things then the game plan doesn't mean shit so you're going to have to have those fundamental skills you have to have superior skills in order to carry out the strategies now if you have two guys who have equal skills and equal strategies come together the guy with the better strategy is probably going to win but it's always a mix. It's always a big mixed bag. Some guys have better strategies. Some guys have higher skills. And then it's not a two-way street. I think there's a third element in there, which is athleticism. Because you can have, you know, Kevin Holland is like way up high on the athleticism. But I, I don't think his game plan or his, um, uh, you know, his strategy, his game plan, or his technical ability, like his technical skills, are that great but his athleticism is way up high so it makes up for the holes in the other the other parts all right yeah, it's got that ha <laughs> let's do it i am a heavyweight now though man just you'd have to put on some weight he's a skin he's skin and bones He's smaller now than he was when he was fighting, which is uh, always strange to me. When guys lose weight after they, when they, they're done competing in a weight class sport and they lose weight, like where did where did all the weight go? How did how did you lose so much muscle? How did that happen? How did you deflate that much? You know, you're 15 pounds lighter than you used to walk around at. That's weird. That's really weird. I wonder what that could be. I wonder why someone would lose so much muscle mass. <laughs> I wonder. All right, guys. All right. I'll be checking you guys later. All right. Um, thanks for tuning in. You guys like the obscene graphics over the top? Is it too much? Is it too much, the graphics? Because I think these are pretty cool. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I'm uh, glad to have you. It's a good, good times. Make sure you uh, like, share, right? Subscribe. 
do those things. Go to my Clips channel. I got a bunch of people sign up for my Clips channel or subscribe to my Clips channel. Right? JFKN Clips. Those are some fun ones. I put up a daily clip during the weekdays, sometimes on the weekend. But you guys can listen to the sound bites of this stuff. Make sure you share. All right. Like, share, subscribe. Do it all. Make it happen. I will check y'all later.